Live from Joe's Inn Bonaire, 2616 Buford Road in the Buford Road Shopping Center. This is the Spider Sports Line with head basketball coach Chris Mooney. Tonight's show is brought to you by People's Golf Carts, Virginia Birth Father Registry, CarMax, Cap Center, Lux Chevrolet, and Joe's Inn Bonaire. Be a part of the show. Call us at 521-8501. Send your tweet to at Spider Voice. Text us 804-638-9508 or send an email to spidersportsline at richmond.edu. Grant Golden, he's got the ball inside the arc, drives to the basket, lays it in, and he's fouled. Grant Golden with his fourth 20-point game. He's got 21 and a chance for 22. Terrific drive by Golden. He knew exactly where he was going with that one when he caught it at the foul line. Chris Mooney goes back with a really small team on the floor. Johnson, Sherrod, Gilliard, Buckingham, and K.O. Inbound to Gilliard. Takes the top of the key, right of the lane. Gets a screen left from Sherrod. Back to Nick on the right side. At the foul line, Buckingham drives to the basket. Bounces it off underneath to Johnson. Back out on the perimeter, Gilliard. Johnson, Gilliard, three to shoot. Gilliard up off the backboard and good. Jacob Gilliard with a drive from the left side of the rim with the shot clock dwindling down, banks it home, and the freshman ties the game with 20.1 seconds to go. Now live, here's the voice of the Spiders, Bob Black, and head coach, Chris Mooney. This is the Spiders Sports Line on 99.5 and 1027 ESPN and the Spider IMG Sports Network. A sampling of some of the highlights from the start of conference play for the Richmond Spiders as we welcome you to the 2018 premiere of the Spider Sports Line, our first show of the new season, of the new year. We hope you had a very happy holiday season and a happy new year. And it's great to be back with you at Joe's Inn Bonaire. We thank the folks who have made their way out to the restaurant tonight and those of you listening on the radio and online. Welcome to the Spider Sports Line. Bob Blackwood, Spider Head Coach Chris Mooney, our special player guest. Coming up a little bit will be Spider Senior Guard Joe Kirby. We will chat with him in the middle segments of our program, and we hope to hear from you as well this afternoon. We'd love for you to dial us in or text us, and we'll get your comments and questions on the air with Coach Mooney and with Joe Kirby as we move along as well. So we haven't talked to you since before Christmas. Spiders played four games in the interim, the game two days before Boston College, before Christmas against Boston College, the overtime game. And then Chris Mooney, the start of conference play, the first three games of Atlantic 10 action. You get the victory over Davidson and then the setbacks in overtime at Fordham and then the game Saturday at St. Louis. What's the, the general assessment of the way conference's play has started for the Spiders? Well, I would say, you know, I think really we feel like we've uh, we let two really winnable opportunities get away. Uh, I, I think that, you know, as we look at our statistics from our conference games versus our statistics from our non-conference games, there, uh, you know, there's a really significant uh, uptick in terms of field goal percentage, field goal percentage defense, three-point field goal percentage. Everything is much, much, much improved and more positive, uh, and we really, you know, it, those stats should reflect a team that has, you know, two conference wins or three rather than one. But uh, I think, you know, the two statistics that probably aren't up to par are free throw shooting and uh, turnovers. And, um, you know, for us, th- that second one's really rare. Uh, and in the St. Louis game, I think we had 15 turnovers, uh, which is just a really, really high number for us, especially at this point of the season. So I think, um, you know, I, I feel like there's tremendous improvement. I feel like the guys have <clears throat> this is probably the hardest we've worked, to be honest, in terms of how often we're in the gym and how much we're working. I think we're it's it's uh, paying off. It's just not showing up enough in results. And you know, I think the guys are aware how how important that is and how much harder we need to work even still. But I, I do think that they they see the progress, and that's probably most important. I know I'm sure they're probably frustrated, and um, I think that it's important that they see the progress um, because that's going to help you know, for them to, to build their confidence. Uh, and so you want the tangible result to be the progress, but most importantly, you know, they, they need to feel it and see it and be shown it uh, and continue to work on the things that we can get better on uh, and hopefully, put, you know, put some things together for, for more, for a bigger portion of the 40-minute game. How have they handled all of the extra work sessions? And I guess this time of year, 
you can almost go crazy with that. You can almost go too much, I guess, because there's no classes, there's less restrictions, that kind of thing that yeah. they can be in the gym really as much as, as they can handle, right? Yeah, definitely. And, and we've really tried to do it a lot. Usually we have everybody will have a workout in the morning and then we'll practice as a team in the afternoon. So the, the workouts generally are about 30 minutes. Uh, you know, obviously because they get so much, so many shots up in the workouts, you know, we feel that the practices can be a little bit shorter. Um, but we, we feel that those are really valuable. You know, for the young guys, oftentimes they're working on things that, you know, correcting mistakes they may have made or, or continuing to uh, hone their skills or something that's new to them. The older guys, it's a lot of shooting, you know, a little bit of movement and moving around and uh, post moves for, for some of the guys who, who, are, who can score in there and a lot of shooting. So I think, I think it's a good thing. They come out of there with a good sweat. Uh, and then usually, you know, go have lunch, and we come back and, and practice in the afternoon. So I think it is a lot, but I think it's important for us, and I think it's, uh, you know, it's a good culture to have created that guys are, are in the gym a lot and looking forward to being in the gym a lot. Let's focus in on conference play a little bit more, and you made a great point about dividing the stats between conference games and the non-conference games, and the conference play started out the way you wanted it to. Uh, what clicked in that, in that Davidson game? Well, I think, you know, that was our – we had been playing um, uh, better defense. Uh, you know, I think we talked about the second half of Boston College. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then our, our defense in the first three games is actually very good. Our, our, our three opponents' field goal percentage is under 40%. In the non-conference, it was much closer to 50% or at 50%. So that's a significant improvement. And I think the Davidson game was a really good defensive game. I, I thought that, um, you know, we were able to, to guard their – skilled players and their pattern uh, and any kind of wrinkles that they had. I thought our, our preparation was good, but I also thought our effort and, and our alertness was really good. Um, and, you know, we were able to guard maybe the best player in the league, probably the best player in the league, and Peyton Aldridge very well. So I thought that was the, the biggest key. I, I thought, you know, we made some good plays offensively, but we really gave ourselves a great opportunity because our defense was so good. And it was good in the last two games against Fordham and St. Louis. Um, so I, I think that that's obviously a great sign, I, I think, for – just about the entire non-conference, I think we were really searching and really struggling defensively, and I feel like we we're much better at the foundation and the and the mo- you know the the fundamentals of our defense now, and hopefully that that can that can carry on as the alertness and the intensity picks up. How much have the guys seen that 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 it's kind of becoming second nature to them, and they don't have to think about where they're supposed to be defensively? Yeah, that that's the biggest thing is, uh, and and for us obviously it's for offense and defense. You know, there's there's a um, sophistication to what we to what we do, uh, and you know we just talked about this with a few guys this week, and you know what, and you and I have compared it to a quarterback in the past, and and coming out and. When he goes in and, and makes those reads as his rookie year, he probably is going through that checklist of 10 or 12 things. Uh, and the second year, he, he, the checklist is already done. It's already happened. And I think that's, that's critical for us in man-to-man defense. And, you know, there's no, there's no such thing as a simple defense. Everything is going to be about your relationship to your man and the ball and if he can shoot and how much help you give. Um, so I think those guys, we, we've really, we've worked a lot at it and I, I feel like there's been big progress. And I think the guys have seen that just in the stats, just in the score and just in the feel of that. It's much more difficult for the other team to score. All right. Uh, what would have gotten the spiders over the hump in the close overtime loss to Fordham and the close loss to St. Louis with the lead in the second half. I think if you look at the stat sheet, you would point to turnover, 16 in the Fordham game, 15 against St. Louis. And, Chris, both of those teams threw some kind of zone defense at you. How much of that was a common thread in those two games? That was a very common thread. And I think that um, I think in both those games, you know, free throw shooting and turnovers would have been would have been the thing that that hurt us the most. Uh, I feel like, um, you know, when a team has played a zone, um, you know, traditionally, that we've really had we've had much closer to zero turnovers, you know, or, or uh, five or six turnovers, or just a handful. Uh, and I think even though the deep, the zone defenses weren't traditional and they kind of extended themselves a little bit, uh, I feel like we had too many that were that were easy. I mean, St. Louis is we probably had about four or five that led directly to baskets, mm-hmm. and that that is going to be very very difficult to to overcome. Um, so I, that those would be the things that I would point to the most that we that we have. You know, you, you have to re- remain aggressive or, or continue to be aggressive when you're playing, uh, but you can't have too many times where you turn the ball over and it goes from 
your potential to score immediately to the other team's potential to score. And I would say that those two things have, have hurt us the most. And, you know, when we did get stops in the St. Louis game and didn't turn it over, we probably didn't capitalize quite as much. You know, we had a couple opportunities around the rim that we didn't convert, a couple free-throw shooting opportunities that we didn't convert. And, again, in, uh, on the road uh, for our team, we need, we need every, all those points we can get. Hey, this may be a good news, bad news scenario. As you look at the guys individually, it seems like there are a couple of different guys each game that have standout big games. Conversely, that means yeah. a couple of guys who had big games one night yeah. aren't having them the next. Uh, how much of that kind of consistency are you looking for on offense? You got four guys in double figures now, and, and almost all five starters actually. Yeah, exactly. I, I would say this. I would. I'll answer it in a different way. What I'm probably most impressed with Grant is he's been very consistent, mm-hmm. and um, yep. that for any big guy is a challenge and for any freshman is a challenge. So I've, I've been really impressed with, with how consistent he's been. I, he had a, a 20 point game again on, on uh, Saturday and it had to be his fourth or fifth of the year. Fourth, and, yep. You know, that's, that's pretty impressive mm-hmm. for, for a freshman guy who's six ten. Uh, but yes, I, I think that that's, you know, that's elusive. You know, when you, I, I, you know, Nate played uh, 32 minutes against Fordham and had 10 points and five. I thought he played great. And really, you could just see the signs mm-hmm. of. And then I thought against St. Louis, he really was just much more, um, you know, a step slow, a little bit yeah. nervous. And, you know, that that's the nature of, of being young. So, uh, you know, we're, we're striving for that. And I, I think part of how we practice and, you know, our message to the guys, it's it doesn't change very often, and, and I think that's that's part of that lesson is, you know, it just takes, you know, being having a clear head, being consistent, having a clear head, being consistent, and, and that's that's a big, big challenge for a young player, and um, hopefully we can get more and more of that as we go. Get you to make one comment on Grant, and then uh, we'll get to the phones and a break and uh, to the middle segments of the show. Uh, I actually went by, back and watched the St. Louis game that we televised back here to Richmond when we got back, and even having watched it, you know, live and in person – I didn't realize just how dominant a player he yeah. was in that game. I would almost think that might have been his most complete game of the season. It seemed like every time the Spiders were doing something well, it was because Grant Golden had a hand in it, whether it was at the offensive end or the defensive agreed, end. Agreed, agreed. I, I, I think this, I thought the same thing as we watched on the flight back and, um, you know, just thought how how impressive his game was, you know. And, and I, I thought it during the game, but I think seeing it on film – drove it home more and I, I think that's probably why we saw as much zone as we did I think they were having a hard time matching up with him and that's a great sign again he, he's ha- he's putting together a really really terrific freshman year and uh, as he continues to to go I mean I think there's even room for improvement as he goes uh, but but he is he is an impressive player who's going to have a great career all right, let's go to the phones to Ivan. You can dial us up as well. 804-521-8501 is the number. 521-8501. Hello, Ivan. Hey, Bob. Hey, Coach. Good talking to you. This good to year. hear you, Ivan. How are you? Great. Who do you like in the night's game? Uh, you know, now, don't I say to... who's playing, Coach. Come on now. <laughs> You're a sports fan. Come on. <laughs> I hate to be boring, but I guess Alabama, Ivan. Okay. Oh, you I'm sound gonna, disappointed yeah. by that, but I, I would say if, I would pick Alabama, but I think I'm rooting a little bit more for Georgia. You know, yeah, Michael Schaefer, our women's coach, that's one reason. Yeah, is a huge Georgia fan, and I think I think he could have I think he could have been there tonight. And uh, well, I think the women had a second practice today, so I think that <laughs> priorities. Priorities. I hate when I, priorities yeah, get in exactly. the way like that. And I, I think they didn't. I think they earned the second practice. So oh, I think was, okay. Okay. <laughs> I don't want to talk out of school. (laughs) Those were two tough games you lost in overtime, but I really think your team is coming around and and uh, uh, it's really coming around as as a good team. You just got to learn to be patient and and take opportunity when you get it. Yeah, I think you're exactly right, Ivan. I I feel like – you know, we, you know, we talked about after after the first two games of the season about, you know, that our season was about really, you know, consistently improving and getting better. And, you know, uh, now, you know, the feel of it, you know, with four minutes to go ahead by a couple or tied or behind by a couple, we're, we're scrapping and fighting. And I think that, um, you know, it's, it's a kind of thing where we just have to keep, you know, I, I don't. I've got to just keep saying it over and over. You just have to keep working at it. And 
um, you know, continue to put yourselves in those those spots so that that uh, positive things can happen. And uh, if you're not in those spots, then you, it's it's more frustrating. And it's also frustrating when you're in those spots and you come up a little bit short. But you have to be there so that you can learn from those things and experience those things and hopefully do better the next time. So I appreciate it because I, I, I really feel like that it's been significant and, and, and just we just need the results to, to go our way now. Well, I really thank your team this week. What can you tell us about your opponents you're playing this week? Well, uh, uh, Dayton first tomorrow night and then GW on Saturday. And, you know, Dayton obviously a really um, standout program in our league for a long time. And uh, Anthony Grant, who who is a great guy, the former coach of ECU, is the coach there now. Uh, and they're they're very good, as always. Uh, they, they're not as – they're not off to as good of a start as I'm, I'm sure they wish they were, but uh, very talented, and um, they, they're coming off a, ho- a rare home loss to UMass, uh, but they beat St. Bonaventure, who's one of the top teams in the league uh, in the game before that. So it's a really good team, and, and we're going to have to be, be ready to play. And, uh, you know, they have uh, Daryl Davis, a senior guard, who's averaging 17 points and is a very good shooter and a very nice uh, cast of players. So, you know, for again, it's always just about us, but we really – you know, especially this season, just our alertness and intensity and preparation for the game is, is more important than anything else. Well, good luck, Coach. I hope you come out with some big team victories this week. Thanks, Ivan. I really appreciate it. All right, and we will uh, go to a break. Thank you, Ivan. Joe Kirby is in the house with us today, so he's going to join us coming up next for the middle two segments. We'll talk with the Spider Senior Guard coming up when the Spider Sports Line continues. E- uh, 99.5 and 1027 ESPN and the Spider IMG Sports Network, powered by Ace Electric. People's Golf Cars is proud to supply club golf cars to Richmond Spiders Athletics. For over 25 years, Peebles has had the largest selection of gas and electric golf cars and utility vehicles in the Mid-Atlantic. Whether your needs are on campus or across the state, we offer leasing, sales, rentals, and service. Our club car factory trained technicians can service any brand at your location or ours. Visit us in Richmond, Chesapeake, or the Outer Banks or online at peeblesgolfcars.com. Like us on Facebook for $100 off your next golf car purchase. Peebles Golf Cars, 262-0778. Go Spiders. You've heard that Lux Chevrolet is more than 100 years old. Now help Lux celebrate 100 years of Chevy trucks. From the midsize Colorado with a new diesel engine to the Silverado HD, Luck has a truck for your lifestyle. Luck also has an experienced sales staff to help your company with commercial truck needs, including service bodies, KUV vans, and other body applications. Call 804-798-9261 or online at LuxChevrolet.com and buy your next truck from Luck. Luck Chevrolet in Ashland. I'm a one-trick pony, literally. I show up at kids' parties and act cute. That's pretty much it. So excuse me for being bitter when Geico says not only could we save you money on car insurance, but we do more, like give you 24-7 access online, over the phone, or even via our award-winning mobile app. Well, ooh la la, aren't they multi-talented? <laughs> hey, I said organic carrots. <laughs> Geico. Expect great savings and a whole lot more. A young man named Buzz Grossberg had just opened his first barbecue stand in 1992. Buzz had spent a decade touring the South, collecting barbecue recipes that had been handed down for generations and learning the art of barbecuing from his old friend Ned. 25 years later, Buzz and Ned's Real Barbecue has been named Best in Richmond, known throughout the Southern states, and featured nationally on the Food Network and Travel Channel. Treat yourself to Buzz and Ned's Real Barbecue today. 1119 North Boulevard or 8205 West Broad Street. This is Dan Levitard. Catch me and Stugatz every weekday from 10 to 1. Now on your FM dial at 99.5 and 1027 ESPN. Welcome back to the Spider Sports Line with Richmond basketball coach Chris Mooney. We're live at Joe's Inn Bonaire, 2616 Buford Road in the Buford Road Shopping Center and broadcasting live on 99.5 and 1027 ESPN. Javon Best with the pull-up jumper around the rim and out and Kirby with a rebound. Spiders back to offense and a backdoor cut to Joe Kirby from Grant Golden for two. Joe Kirby in the scoring column. Now, Joe Kirby is in the house. We welcome him to the Spider Sports Line as our special player guest tonight, along with Coach Chris Mooney. Bob Black back with you at Joe's Inn Bon Air. We're here Monday nights, 530 to 630 for the Spider Sports Line. We'll talk some Spider Atlantic 10 and college 
basketball. All right, let's welcome the Spider senior guard, Joe Kirby, Joe Kirby, to our head table to be a part of our program uh, tonight. And, uh, Joe, first of all, welcome. Thanks for being here this evening. Thanks for having me. Hey, uh, take us a little bit into the locker room. We've heard a lot from you guys and from Coach Mooney about the, the positive attitude, the togetherness, the chemistry, and how difficult and challenging that can be in a season in which you haven't won as many games as you certainly would have liked to. How and why is that happening? Kind of, kind of take us in there to how you guys are approaching this, uh, the improvement you're seeing, the chemistry that, that still remains amongst this group. Well, um, like you said, the biggest thing is, you know, just, just staying together. Um, it's never fun or easy to lose, but we know that, you know, there's still a chance. And, and if we continue to, to work and we have been getting better, um, noticeably better, and if we continue to work, we're just going to, you know, continue to get better and, you know, it's going to eventually show on our record. How much of that role is falling on your shoulders as the lone senior on this team who's who's been a part of this program for as long as you have? You know, it's it's not just me. You know, um, you know, Buck has a big part in it. Quan has a big part in it. Uh, and, it, you know, we all, you know, um, have each other's backs and um, are on the same page as far as, you know, preaching that um, it is a process and that um, – just to keep just to keep at it and keep working and um, you know just things of that sort now how about the fun part of your role and that's getting on the court and actually helping the team what's your mindset when you are getting into contests uh, to help the spiders coming off of the bench you know I'm I'm in the game whether I'm on the court or not on the court you know? so uh, <laughs> yeah but it's you know it's always it's always great to get on the court and uh, be able to contribute um you know, I'm ready for whenever my name is called, and, you know. What gives you that feeling when you're not in the game to be able to tell our audience, hey, I'm in the game even when I'm not in the game? You know, you just got to know that it's bigger than you. You know what I'm saying? It's, 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 a, it's not about me. It's about um, Richmond basketball. And um, we have to, you know, whether you're playing or not, you, you have, you, you're able to contribute to, to winning games and to the team period and um the way to do that while you're not on the court is to you know talk to your guys and let them know what's what you see and what what you think they can do better or um how they can handle the next uh defensive assignment or whatever things of that sort chris how much comfort level does that give you and your fellow coaches during the course of a game i understand practice and you can always be talking there that those guys are watching the game and analyzing it and figuring out what's going out on there on the court oh that's huge i i think that um you know joe's been exceptional and uh has been a, a good player but a you know a really exceptional addition to our program and I think that's something, you know, he has – I think something that he's great at is he has great energy, but like he said, it's for, the, it's for everybody. You know, he doesn't, uh, he doesn't celebrate his baskets any more than he celebrates somebody else's. Um, you know, and he's just – he's competitive. He loves to be in the gym. He loves to be around the team. And, and I think, you know, that comes across in, in really everything that he does, and he does everything with enthusiasm. So I think that's huge, especially for us. You know, we, we have – you know, so many young guys just trying to find their way and, you know, not do anything wrong in the first few minutes of practice. And so I think when you have um, an experienced guy who has that <clears throat> that fountain of energy who's giving it, that's really, really uh, important for us and um, has shown up, you know, every single day this year. Been a lot of talk about the youth of this team, Joe. Uh, how much have you kind of heard that and obviously realized you're not part of that youth. You're, you're the guy that they can kind of look to or talk to to give a little bit of experience that you can't teach the experience. You can only be here and you've got it. Yeah. I mean, we, we've heard it a lot um, of, about how young our team is. And, um, you know, a big part of this is, you know, getting these guys to experience and realize that this is college basketball and it's not easy and that you got to put in the work um, and you got to, you know, put in the effort and got to compete in order to win. So, you know, experience goes a long way, and they're, they're getting a lot of that uh, this season. <laughs> you know, Grant said it the other night on the postgame show after the St. Louis game and said, hey, we know we're improving. We feel good about we know we're improving. 100%, 100%. And then he kind of stopped and said, but we also know we got to win games. That yeah. Eventually we need to look up on that scoreboard mm -hmm. and feel good 
and feel good about that. I assume that's permeating yeah, everybody. 100%. I mean, um, obviously, that's the goal, to win. And um, we're going to keep improving, and it's, it's going to show up. What do you think of the next steps? What, what kind of takes you over that, that hump now as you, as you take a, a good practice on a Monday into a game against uh, a formidable foe like Dayton on a Tuesday? Um, from the beginning of the season to now, the effort has uh, increased tremendously, and you, you, you definitely see it like on the outside in and um, on the inside look, looking um, at the guys play. And um, I think the biggest thing is just going to be, you know, uh, just staying locked in and um, alert and um, limiting uh, mental mistakes. Hey, Chris, take us through the, the process of, of Joe Kirby here from when he arrived on the on the Richmond campus as a walk-on to where he is now to, you know, last year he played in, I don't know, 23, 24 games, something like that, in a 22-win season. Kind of take us through the process and the evolution of what you have seen over four years of Joe Kirby. Well, so we, we, uh, we were recruiting somebody at Sagemont High School. Actually, it was a, a high school that has a lot had had a lot of Division One players. Thomas Verbenskis is from from Sagemont and um we had a really good relationship with the coach down in Fort Lauderdale and um we were looking at a few guys and then he talked Joe had played well on pickup and he talked that he was either going to go to he's getting some uh Patriot League interest and uh or was you know being talking about walking on somewhere so we talked we said well we'd love to have him walk on uh at Richmond and uh wanted to see his grades and the coach said his grades were good then we checked it out because that everybody's grades are good when you ask the ask the coach and uh they were and and um and so we we recruited him to to walk on and you know two of the years he's been on scholarship and you know probably since the day he's been here i'd say uh maybe short of uh kendall anthony's probably been in the gym the most um he's just a very dedicated you know he's very passionate person and, and uh, i think that uh he's one of danny's favorite players here and um has really you know he's he, he just gives and and i think that's probably the the best thing i could say about almost anybody i mean he just gives of of what he has no matter if he's tired if he hasn't played you know um i thought he played really well against st louis and i should have put him in more and i told him that yesterday but I, it, you know he doesn't come out the next day after a game where he plays a lot it's no different in his approach to practice. I'm sure that he wants to play more every game like everybody, but he doesn't uh, come out any differently or anything like that. He's looking forward to how he can practice and play and help us that day of practice. And he just he gives, and uh, that's, that's a huge thing and a great lesson for our younger guys. Hey, uh, I don't think Danny is the only one who thinks you're the favorite <laughs> player. I think there are people in this audience and in the Robin Center crowds. Who thinks Appreciate it. Appreciate it. And that's what I was going to ask you. And I don't know how to ask it in a way that doesn't sound dumb, because obviously anybody would like to be liked. Yeah. But do you sense that? Do you, do you kind of feel the energy in the restaurant or the building oh, yeah. when Joe Kirby comes into the game? 100%. Um, we're, it's, a funny, it's a funny thing you ask because we're signing uh, autographs one day after a game. And, um, and, you know, I mean, everybody's signing autographs, and I would never, I would never have expected this to happen. And one of the, one of the kids were like, "You're my favorite player on the team." I was like, "Whoa, me? <laughs> <laughs> Do you not see Quan sitting next to me?" <laughs> uh, and um, that just, I mean, that, I mean, it humbled me, and it, it, it just. I, I mean, I can. I'm speechless. It's like I was speechless then, and then talking about it makes me speechless. And um, you know, I appreciate the fans for showing me love. What uh, What did you appreciate about the fact that you were given a scholarship? That you did earn that um, for a couple of years after coming here as a walk-on. Um, I, I guess it's the acknowledgement. You know, um, you know, like Coach said, I I try I try my best to get in the gym as much as I can. You know, I try to work to be the best that I could be. And for that just to be acknowledged um, is, you know, it's just huge. And it goes a long way because, you know, it's, it's tiring, you know, <laughs> getting in the gym and everything. So, you know, that kind of keeps you going. It's like, okay, they see it and, you know. Was there any kind of story, backstory behind the scholarship to Joe that you see occasionally on video where teams – make it a surprise or yeah. was this kind of a come on in my office Joe I got something to tell you no we did we had a uh, we had a, a barbecue at my house and um, and in at the barbecue we had uh, 
uh, we had called up a couple of guys, like Trey was up there, and, yeah. you know, I kind of talked about how Trey had been doing a good job in the summer and that kind of stuff, and then we got to Joe and gave him the scholarship and let him know. So it was it was pretty exciting. Everybody, I think I think we had it on video. I think we somebody do, had it. Yep. Yeah. Will Bryan had it on video. You know what I mean, Jason? So, uh, yeah, so. <laughs> but no, it was it was uh, it was great. It was it was a great moment and um, very well earned. Yeah, really well deserved. All right, let's take a break at the top of the hour. Come back with more with Joe. We'll look ahead to what's coming up for the Spiders this week at the Robin Center with two home games tomorrow night against Dayton, Saturday afternoon against George Washington. We'll get the players' preview on the Dayton Flyers when we come back in just a moment. Spider Sports Line live at Joe's in Bonaire. Thanks for being with us tonight. This is 99.5-1027 FM ESPN and the Spider IMG Sports Network. Do you suspect that a woman could be pregnant with your child right now? If you aren't married to the child's mother, your rights as a father could be at risk. By registering with the Virginia Birth Father Registry before or within 10 days of your child's birth, you can help prevent your future child from being adopted without your knowledge. Or you can explore options to co-parent or assume sole custody. For more information, visit VABirthFatherRegistry.com. That's VABirthFatherRegistry.com. Fourteen teams come to compete, but only one will win the crown. The Heart of the Nation will host the Atlantic 10 Men's Basketball Championship at Capital One Arena in March of 2018. Five days of nonstop basketball action. There can only be one champion. Don't miss this major college championship at Capital One Arena in Washington, D.C., March 7th through 11th, 2018. Buy your tickets now at Ticketmaster.com. A young man named Buzz Grossberg had just opened his first barbecue stand in 1992. Buzz had spent a decade touring the South collecting barbecue recipes that had been handed down for generations and learning the art of barbecuing from his old friend Ned. 25 years later, Buzz and Ned's Real Barbecue has been named Best in Richmond, known throughout the Southern states, and featured nationally on the Food Network and Travel Channel. Treat yourself to Buzz and Ned's Real Barbecue today, 1119 North Boulevard or 8205 West Broad Street. Hi, I'm Colonel Greg Gatson, retired Army Colonel and former garrison commander of Fort Belvoir and proud U.S. veteran. I know from personal experience that the road to recovery can be difficult. If you've recently filed a VA disability claim and have to attend a VA claim exam, you've likely got questions. Search compensation and pension exam on va.gov for the answers you need and the benefits you've earned. Your VA claim exam. Know what's next. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Veterans Affairs. The best local sports talk and play-by-play is now on the FM dial across Richmond and the Tri-Cities. You're locked into 99.5 and 102.7 ESPN. It's Spider Basketball and dinner at Joe's in Bonaire. 2616 Buford Road in the Buford Road Shopping Center. You're listening to the Spider Sports Line with head basketball coach Chris Mooney on 99.5 and 1027 ESPN. Lob down low for Slanina, knocked away by Buckingham from the weak side. Gilliard comes up with it. Headmans it to Golden. Cross court pass to Sherrod. His floater is on the way and good, Sherrod. Yeah, again, not selling for that jumper. Nick dribbled in and paint that time, laid it up. Good help by Buck that time, Bob, on the weak side. The voice of uh, Greg Beckwith. You'll hear he on the radio tomorrow night with yours truly, 7 o'clock against the Dayton Flyers. 6.30 airtime, kind of a rare Tuesday night game, although there's several of them around the Atlantic 10 uh, and college basketball tomorrow night. So, again, tomorrow Tuesday, 7 o'clock, 6.30 airtime, the Spiders and Dayton Flyers. And then Saturday home again against George Washington. That's a 4.30 game with a 4 o'clock airtime on our Spider IMG Sports Network. All right, Joe Kirby is our guest tonight talking spider basketball, and let's talk Atlantic 10 basketball. Joe, we make the observation all the time that when conference play starts, there just seems to be a different look and a different feel to the games. Are you guys kind of aware of that? Do you understand that? In particular, as an older guy, you've seen these teams for three and four seasons now. What's kind of the the mindset as you finished up non-conference play and went into Atlantic 10 action? Um, Well, Similar to last year, uh, last year our out-of-conference play wasn't wasn't uh, too great, but um, we knew that we had an opportunity to change that and um, and conference play. So you know that approach is a bit it shouldn't be different, but it is a bit different. <laughs> and um, 
in the way that we attack games and prepare prepare for games and you know go out there and compete because we know how much conference wins matter. And I feel like it's the same thing this year. We know how much uh, conference wins matter, and we're doing um, we're working and we're doing what we can to get these wins. I've said this this a lot. I can remember vividly at the end of non-conference play last year, T.J. Klein coming on with us and saying, "Yeah, it's a." fresh start but those six losses aren't going away that six and six record is going to live with us but it is an opportunity for us to take what we learned from those games and apply it and obviously it worked last year with 13 Atlantic 10 wins is that kind of what you're talking about yes that's exactly what I'm talking about coach um, Joe made an interesting point there where he said conference games shouldn't be any different than the non-conference game should they be different than the non-conference game? I mean, is there yeah. a different kind of approach to, to knowing all these guys inside and out a little bit? Well, I think the familiarity really does make it, you know, as much as you prepare and, and do everything the same, the familiarity and, you know, their, you know the potential for, you know, um, you know, bad blood or something that had happened in the previous game or the previous seasons, you know, that that those things happen. But I, the familiarity is, you know, it's just so um, – so marked on you, you know, especially the teams we play twice. I think, you know, we, we had talked about like having a true round robin mm-hmm. in the past, but the teams you play twice and sometimes three times in a season, you know so much about who their players are, what they run, you know, you know their wrinkles, you know, which is which is a big difference. And uh, so it is, it, it does, it gets um, keyed up a little bit more right, right there on the thing, right there on the court. And then also I think the crowd, the energy of it, because again, you're you're so familiar with that that other school or the coach or whoever it is. I think it's just everything is just intensified. Mm-hmm. What about the preparation, Joe, and how different that is from a team that you've probably never played before in November or December, and teams like Dayton and George Washington, who you probably know inside out. I even notice it from our assistant coaches that when they give you guys the scouting report on the court. Mm-hmm. They'll call opposing players by their number when we're playing a team for the first time. When we're playing Dayton or George Washington, you're hearing a lot of their guys' last names because everybody knows them. Is there, you know, more of a familiarity from that sense? Yeah, um, 100%. Um, When when you're playing somebody for the first time, you never know what you're going to get. I mean, we can uh, scout a team. Um, as much as we want, they can come on. They can come on the court and you know do something completely different. But when we're playing our conference teams, um, the same thing applies to an extent. Um, when we're playing our conference teams, um, you know, there's there's a less chance of that happening. And um, we we are so familiar with the guys that um, it kind of makes it easier to prepare for them. What about Dayton tomorrow night? And uh, as we were we were talking, uh, these are the two winningest Atlantic Ten programs over the past decade. Uh, didn't know if you knew that or not, but um, it probably doesn't mean anything to you going into tomorrow night, but that is a fact. Richmond and Dayton have the most Atlantic Ten wins over the past uh, ten years, and this is a team that I assume you're fairly familiar with. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's just an, another opportunity to go out there and, uh, you know, compete um, for a conference win and um, – that's how we're going to approach um, each of these conference games. Is another opportunity to get a conference win, and we're, we're, we've worked and we're going to work tomorrow to get the win. <laughs> uh, we know you'll do that for sure, and we want you to be able to look up at that scoreboard at the end of the game and have that that trademark smile that you've got there on your face. What have the four years been like? For I'm saying four, I guess three and a half to this yeah. to this point, but it's 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 moving quickly. I would imagine that's what most guys in your shoes say when they when they talk about it. What have the four years been like for you? They've they've definitely flown by. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it feels like yesterday. I was I was walking into the Robin Center for the first time looking for Coach Brunt because <laughs> you know he was the only guy I knew <laughs> really. But um um yeah. I mean, I wouldn't trade it. I wouldn't trade it for the world. It, it's been a great um, experience, um, a long, long ride, ups and downs. And, um, I mean, I just wouldn't trade this experience for anything. How much are you using that experience like when uh, Jacob Gilliard walks in the gym for the first time and is looking for Coach Jenkins or somebody because that's all he knows that you're able to, to guide some of these youngsters through this whole process? Oh, yeah, 100%. Um, you know, I – I experienced it, so I kind of know what they're going through, uh, the young guys, that is. Um, so, you know, just being there for them and um, uh, letting them know that they're not here alone and uh, that they have brothers, new brothers now, new family now. Um, that's, I mean, that's just what I try to do and what the rest of the team tries to do in order to um, and increase their comfort level. Uh, What's next for Joe Kirby? Uh, 
Not trying to put any pressure on <laughs> yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, um, I know what's next. The Dayton game is next yeah, that's tomorrow. Next, but, so. but you know where I'm going with this. The, the, the bigger picture of uh, what, I, what you may or, or may not do after, after graduation in the spring. I, you know, I'm not 100% sure. Um, I may take the coaching route. Um, I may, you know, try to be a strength and conditioning trainer, uh, you know, basketball skill development, you know, something probably something – geared towards basketball mm-hmm. what I spent most of my life doing. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I, I'm not sure yet. Uh, we'll see. You got time. Yeah. You got time. Just a little bit. What type of coach would Joe Kirby make there, Coach Mooney? Well, he'd be energetic. Energetic. He'd be, he'd be energetic <laughs> for sure. Uh, no, he'd be terrific. You know, I, I think that um, uh, I think he'll probably be – oh, I, I know he'll be successful at whatever he does. And, um, <clears throat> you know, I, he, he just – there, there's a personality trait there that um, is capable of giving so much effort and passion that not everybody has. I think he has it in a, in a really big way, and I know that he'll be successful. I think basketball, obviously a lot of guys think about staying in basketball because they, they have done it their whole lives, but I think whatever he does and whatever he gets himself um, interested in, I think he'll, he'll be uh, exceptionally successful. And, um, you know, he, I, I think, you know, there are guys that can – you know, when you walk across the stage and graduate and you say, you know, I really gave so much to this. And I think uh, you can feel that sense of pride and uh, sleep well at night. And I think Joe's a great example of that. You got to go back to Florida or you haven't figured that out yet. I either. Figured that out either. Don't know where you're going to be. You're dealing with this cold weather. Okay. <laughs> I see you're keeping the winter jacket on even inside. <laughs> Must not be a, a great thing for a Florida kid to go through all oh, this no, cold. <laughs> Try to stay indoors as much as possible. <laughs> we keep saying the Atlantic 10 needs to expand to Florida. I mean, the Atlantic yeah. Ocean does stretch That's down true. to Florida. That's you know, a good we call. Could, That's we, a could, good call. we could get it down there. All right, Joe, go grab something to eat. Thank you so much for being Thank with you. us. Thank I imagine we'll me. have you back before you finish up this year, and I know our, our audience would certainly like fan favorite Joe Kirby <laughs> to make a repeat appearance. Thanks, Joe. Thank you. Thank All right, let's take a timeout. We'll come back. we got some uh, emails. We'll look ahead to the Dayton game, get a little bit more of a scouting report there as our Spider Sports line continues live from Joe's in Bonaire on this and every Monday night during the college basketball season. A 99.5, 1027 ESPN, the Spider IMG Sports Network, powered by Ace Electric. For 25 years, CarMax has been a pioneer in the used car industry. 25 years. You know, if CarMax was a human, that would make them a tech-savvy millennial. Well, we've really embraced the whole millennial mindset because with CarMax.com, you have the freedom to start your vehicle search, hold, or transfer from pretty much wherevs. Is it quick? For show. Easy? Most deaf. Convenient? Totes? Magoats. Yep, I think you're picking up what I'm putting down. CarMax. Drive what's possible. Cap Center presents Teamwork Tips with Spiders men's basketball coach Chris Mooney. You can't play the same way against every team. You need to adapt to your opponent's style. Do they play zone, full court press, or just shoot threes? A customized game plan gives your team a better chance at victory when the final buzzer sounds. At Cap Center, teamwork is everything. We work with you to develop a customized game plan for buying, selling, or refinancing your home. Learn about our zero closing cost options at capcenter.com slash spiders. Prepaids and escrows not covered. NMLS ID 67717. NMLSconsumeraccess.org. Equal housing lender. A young man named Buzz Grossberg had just opened his first barbecue stand in 1992. Buzz had spent a decade touring the South collecting barbecue recipes that had been handed down for generations and learning the art of barbecuing from his old friend Ned. 25 years later, Buzz and Ned's Real Barbecue has been named Best in Richmond, known throughout the Southern States, and featured nationally on the Food Network and Travel Channel. Treat yourself to Buzz and Ned's Real Barbecue today, 1119 North Boulevard or 8205 West Broad Street. When you're making a decision as a consumer, the most important thing is trust, which is why the BBB is such an important tool. Sometimes a new company will generate a lot of buzz, but that doesn't mean they're trustworthy. There are places that pretend they're treating you like kings, while behind the scenes they're making you look like a clown. But with BBB, if you spot false advertising, they're there to help you blow the whistle. Or if you've got a complaint, file it with the BBB, and they can actually help you get it resolved. Test your advertising IQ. Go to BBBAdTruth.org. 
Joe's in Bonaire is proud to support University of Richmond basketball. Join us every Monday evening at 5.30 for the live broadcast of the Spider Sports Line, the Richmond men's basketball radio show featuring head coach Chris Mooney and player guests. Come early and visit Bonaire Provisions, supplying meat, seafood, game, growlers, and wine. Joe's in Bonaire and Bonaire Provisions are both located in the Bonaire Shopping Center at the corner of Buford Road and Forest Hill Avenue. Visit us on the web at joesinbonaire.com or bonaireprovisions.com. At the University of Richmond, you get a leading liberal arts university in a dynamic capital city where you can be an accountant and an artist, research alongside faculty, and have an internship in your field. Be part of Division I athletics and highly ranked academics. The University of Richmond. We are, you are. Serving Richmonders and beyond for over 20 years, Bonaire Shell features a full line of automotive services. Check out BonairShell.com to see all they can do for your car and your peace of mind. And now, with their Fuel Rewards program, you can save at least $0.05 cents per gallon on every fill-up. Learn more at FuelRewards.com. So go see Scott or Keith at Bonaire Shell, 8762 West Huguenot Road. Go to BonairShell.com or call them at 272-3232. That's 272-3232. Herman Allen and Bantams Plumbing would like to wish you all a happy new year. We would also like to offer those qualified a new job opportunity and a fresh start in the service and commercial plumbing industry. Plumbers with at least five years experience will receive a $2,500 sign-on bonus, health and dental benefits, a retirement savings plan, paid vacation, company vehicle, and a friendly team environment. We're also hiring helpers and apprentices with a desire to learn. If a fresh start is what you need in 2018 give us a call today at 746-5853 that's 746-5853 herman allen and bantos plumbing is an equal opportunity employer this is my goal to get up and get to work with me and trey wingo it's go and wingo every weekday morning starting at six now on the fm dial at 99.5 and 1027 espn this is the spider sports line with head basketball coach chris mooney live from joe's in bonaire 2616 buford road in the buford road shopping center on 99 99- 95 and 1027 ESPN. <laughs> right, welcome back to the Spider Sports Line. Our final segment taking you up to the bottom of the hour where we will have coverage of the college football playoff national championship game coming up between uh, Georgia and Alabama. Pre-game coverage here on uh, 99.5, 1027, ESPN 950. We're on all those family of ESPN stations and speaking of espn those of you in the restaurant might be saying well who's that guy sitting up at the table now with with bob and chris after joe kirby left us well i just want to take a couple minutes to introduce our uh, new director of athletic public relations for men's basketball and he comes to us from espn jason vita has joined our athletic public relations staff before the start of the school year in the college basketball season and uh Jason, you're here every week, so I wanted to give you an opportunity. We have, Chris, correct, put Will Bryan on once or twice? Yes, we did. I think so. Yes, he, we did. He, there is precedent set here. There is precedent. I and, think Qualic used to sit on the table <laughs> when he was. <laughs> and he didn't need a microphone either. No, of you course could, not. You could of hear him. Not. Anyway, so, Jason, right. welcome. Uh, thank, thank you for you, all of your help. You're, you're, you're the reason that Greg and I have things to talk about on the radio, obviously. Uh, what brought you from ESPN to the University of Richmond? Um, well, I, uh, I attended college at the uh, College of William Mary and uh, met my wife there. And she's from Charleston, South Carolina. I'm originally from Philadelphia. Uh, ESPN's a great place to work. However, most of our listeners may know it's in a, a very tiny town in central Connecticut called Bristol, Connecticut. That is, uh, it's a little... It's a little far removed little from uh, things like, you know, massive uh, infrastructure and ways to get around. So uh, it was just a little remote. Uh, I've got two young kids, and we wanted to get them somewhere kind of in the mid-Atlantic to raise them. So, uh, you know, I was thrilled to get back in the area. What were you doing at ESPN, and how different is it from what you're doing here with Richmond Basketball Public Relations? Uh, I started at ESPN as a, a researcher, kind of the facts and figures guy. Uh, my last three years there, I was a producer working on their NFL shows, so... I was the producer for NFL Live, the producer for NFL Primetime, helped out on really almost any NFL show. Um, this, is, this is a little bit different. Um, I'm still dealing with kind of telling sports stories. Um, actually, before ESPN, I was with the Miami Dolphins kind of in this exact role, although I will many, many, many rungs lower. Um, 
So, you know, it was something I, I really enjoyed doing with the Dolphins, even though we went 1-15 in 15 in my only year <laughs> yeah. there. So I knew it was something that uh, – Could be I, you, Vita. Yeah, no <laughs> I don't know if you want to promote or publicize that, Jason. I, I you know – I, uh, that and you starting out by saying you went to William and yeah, no, I know. <laughs> two strikes, two strikes. That's two strikes, pal. The 2008 Dolphins, however, went 11 and five. I was. Were you there for that season? No, I was not. <laughs> <laughs> uh, have you enjoyed it so far? I mean, obviously, everybody wants to win more. We understand that, but just in general, and the people, and no, and, and it, Richmond for that. It's matter. been fantastic. Um, Richmond, the university, I, I knew, you know. A little bit about the athletic program coming down. I hadn't been on campus. It's been unbelievable, uh, both the campus, the university, and the support from, um, you know, fans and the other, the rest of the athletic community. Um, even in the face of, you know, what obviously, judging by win-loss record, has been a, a uh, less than perfect season. But it's been awesome um, getting to meet so many Spider fans and interacting with them. And then guys like Joe Kirby, you know, and, and – uh, everyone seems to know that Joe Kirby's a great guy. We've got 18 great guys. Mm-hmm. And I'm not just working with the basketball team. I'm working with football team and, you know, Olympic sports. And, um, you know, when I was doing this for the Dolphins, those players are professionals and they have got several zeros in their paychecks. And they tend to be a little bit more difficult to work with. And I was worried about that going to college, you know, because these guys have so much demand on their time. But uh, the players have been unbelievable to work with. They've been great to hang around um, it's tough to stay down, you know. You go to a practice like today's practice, and they're chest bumping, bumping Coach Mooney, and they're hopping around, and they're thrilled to be out there. So uh, it just it makes coming to work fun, and, and I've, I've really enjoyed it. Chris, all kidding aside, how have you kind of viewed over the years the role of your public relations people and, and the place that they – and the job description that they have as part of the men's basketball program? Yeah, well, I would think, Bob, that traditionally it's always been a really important role, but this day and age it's that much more because of social media mainly and that's what's most i don't know if that's what's most attractive to recruits but that's really what's most visible to recruits and um how much they're on social media you know for anybody who has um kids this of this age i mean their their phone is at you know in front of them all day long you know all day long and they're not they're not researching you know, uh, relations with Russia. I mean, they are they are looking at videos and Snapchatting and, and doing these things. And so uh, in terms of recruiting and in terms of promoting the team, it's it's really so important and so vital. And um, so we, we've always really tried to make, you know, everybody who is uh, has an impact or an imprint on, on Richmond basketball part of Richmond basketball and not just uh, a job outside of us. Uh, you know, Adam and yourself and um, Jay DeMeo. And so Jason, I think, has, has done a great job. And it's it's an extremely important position. We're glad to have you with us. Uh, let's uh, reverse that record, if you don't mind, <laughs> while, while you're here. Let's let's not repeat history of the Miami Dolphins anytime <laughs> in the near future. Uh, and uh, appreciate you coming to Joe's Inn and getting the guys to come here each week. Great. Of course. Thanks, Bob. Jason Vita, our No Athletic Public Relations for Men's Basketball Director, uh, joining us for a couple of minutes. You will see him courtside tomorrow night at the Robbins Center when Richmond hosts Dayton. All right, Chris, we've got five minutes or so, a little bit more than that, as we get to the bottom of the hour uh, and the college football playoff game. We've got a couple of emails. Let's get to these as well. Uh, Coach, what are the pros and cons of playing your matchup zone versus straight man-to-man on defense? So we, we have, you know, the last two years we've played both, and uh, we, we, you know, pre- keep uh, good statistics on, um, you know, the points per possession, uh, what which possessions we play man to man versus the matchup uh, and the points per possession of of each of those uh, I, I think what the matchup does is number one it's a little bit different uh, it takes away most of the edges that players have so when a when a screen happens there's a switch rather than a trail uh, or somebody going over the top so the player who catches the ball doesn't have as much of an edge um, you know it enables us you know ge- generally what we're trying to do is keep the the bigger guys in and the smaller guys out, um, you know, I think the, the the negative parts of that is when we have a, a switch that's not advantageous to us. We try to, mm-hmm. you know, do a lot of communicating and things like that so that doesn't happen, but naturally that's going to happen sometimes, and uh, that might be a, a disadvantage. And then rebounding-wise, that's not as good for us because you're not guarding the same size player. Uh, man-to-man, you know, uh, I feel like, 
what you can be what you can be exposed on. Certainly, the biggest thing is that everybody does is ball screen and ball screen defense, and how you handle that with you. Usually, your biggest player, whether he's hedging, uh, blitzing, soft hedging, and and then their guard being quick enough, tough enough to get through the ball screen, and then whatever's going on behind them. Um, and so, man to man, it gives you you know a little bit more accountability. You're on one person. Uh, you're responsible for help, but you have to make sure you guard that guy. Uh, I think that what has helped us is playing both because a pattern that they might get used to running to find a mismatch against our matchup doesn't necessarily work against man-to-man. And if they would run their straight man-to-man offense, then our matchup is, is something that's a, a bit of a foil to that. So uh, I think that's been good, but the, you know there are advantages and, and disadvantages to both. You know, A team that plays zone is susceptible to giving up open three-point shots and offensive rebounds, but they take away the speed and quickness maybe of another team. You know, there, there are advantages and disadvantages, and, you know, we're trying to um, generally an overview is trying to take advantage of the players that we are going to get, you know, year in and year out, and those guys are going to have a good sense for the game, uh, hopefully have some athleticism and, and competitiveness, and we think the matchup is good for that reason. Uh, last year I think we ended up playing just about 50-50 matchup and man-to-man. This year we're probably playing a little bit more matchup, uh, but but I'd say in the last 10 games it's closer to 50-50. So I, I think that's important when we can do that. Um, and it, it gives us, uh, you know, when we, James Madison, we put Quan on, on the best player late. I think in Davidson we were about 60-40 matchup to man-to-man. And, you know, a, a team like that that's so uh, rhythm-based and fluid, I, I think that the change is, is something good. Hmm. Even though they recognize it and can adjust, it, the change is, is something that's good. So uh, we'll continue to, to you know, we, you know it, it, we work on both every day. And, um, you know, there are certain lineups where we play more man-to-man. I think probably with when Solly and or Nathan are in there, uh, that length and, and speed is something that we like to have. Uh, but I think that... You know, uh, the matchup has pays dividends when it when it's a chance to make a team slow down, make mm-hmm. a team think, make a team probe a little bit more uh, than in straight man to man, where there you know a few more driving lanes and a few more earlier alleys when they where they can drive. And we have always said teams that we play one time or for the yeah. first time, you can see them probing that thing when they first get out on the court. Yeah, definitely. And you know, again. Um, you know, it's funny how often we will watch clips and a team will go into a timeout. It's a it's a strategy to change your defenses in the timeout. And uh, you know, the last hundred times I've seen a team do that, and it it one hundred times it usually has an effect on that possession. And fifty percent of the time, the team scores anyway. You know, they throw in a long three, or they they have a drive, or they you know a, a good player pump fakes and gets a foul called. So you know, your 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 def- it's it's what you do. You know, for the long haul, I think, you know, both for for us, for all our seasons. But, I mean, um, and, and just getting as, as uh, competitive and alert as you possibly can be in whatever you're playing. Good question. Good answer. Uh, here comes one from Pete. Obviously, everybody's frustrated with 3-12 and 12 so far. What's been the thing personally that's been most frustrating to you? <laughs> uh <laughs> This is the first time I'm going to decline one of your questions, Bob. Wow. <laughs> we can't get inside Chris Mooney. No, huh? no. I mean, you know. I would I would tell our audience, because I'm around the guys enough, how hard they're working and not yet seeing the results up there on the screen. Yes. I, I, I would, want them to see the results up right. there because they are working hard day in and day out. That's the answer. <laughs> I did something tonight yeah. anyway other than just sit here and listen to these guys. All right, the music's playing. we got to go. See you at the Robin Center tomorrow night, 7 o'clock against Dayton. Coach, thanks. Appreciate you being Thank here. Thank you, guys. I appreciate and it. And Joe Kirby and Jason Vita, our special player guests, and all of you in the audience tonight. Let's see you in the crowd tomorrow night at the Robin Center against Dayton. Mitchell Bradley, Matt Josephs, who produced our show. Bob Black saying so long from Joe's in Bonaire for tonight's Spider Sports Live. You've been listening to the Spider Sports Line with head basketball coach Chris Mooney. Live from Joe's Inn Bonaire 2616 Buford Road in the Buford Road Shopping Center. Tonight's show is brought to you by 
People's Golf Carts, Virginia Birth Father Registry, CarMax, Cap Center, Lux Chevrolet, and Joe's in Bonaire. For the latest Spider Sports news and updates, visit RichmondSpiders.com on your computer, mobile device, and tablet. Plus, like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. Thanks for listening to Richmond Athletics on the Spider IMG Sports Network. From the G Law Firm Studios, your personal injury attorneys. 99.5 and 102.7 ESPN. WXGI Richmond. WTPS Petersburg. Coming up on College Football Live for the third straight year, the season's final night includes Alabama. Is this the year Saban catches the bear? Plus off a double overtime thriller, does Georgia end its title drought tonight? The College Football Playoff National Championship game presented by AT&T from Atlanta, next on ESPN Radio. Pre-game show is presented by Champion. Introducing Champion batteries, wipers, lighting, filters, and our iconic spark plugs. Now available at Pep Boys or learn more at championautoparts.com. Now from Mercedes-Benz Stadium, here's Mark Kestisher. And we welcome you to field level at the brand new Mercedes-Benz Stadium in downtown Atlanta getting set to host its first college football playoff national title game this stadium of course is host to the sec championship game every december and while alabama was denied a spot in last month's conference championship game they did get second life getting the fourth and final position in the college football playoff and you follow that with a 